Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, our first event of the evening is a one-fall match with a 15-minute time limit. There ain't nobody, there ain't nobody in wrestling who can make me quit. And that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold said so. Tuesday. We are the wrestling all of us. New York City here, Chicago here, Jamie on my left, Linda on my right. But I'm not telling any of the girls who I'm going to give it to in Chicago until that night. Tuesday, wrestling. Tuesday returns to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Jonathan Hood with you. So glad you're with us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Milwaukee Admirals hockey game. On January 26th at 1 o'clock at the Panther Arena, Jim Ross will be part of the Salute to Wrestling Night. Gail Kim will be there, Jeff Jarrett, Al Snow, but the main event, good old JR Jim Ross will be there, the WWE Hall of Famer, and part of the Ross Report. Check out that podcast wherever you download your podcast. Look for the Ross Report. Download it into your device. That way you'll never miss an episode. And Jim Ross, friend of the program, with us here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. JR Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. You bet, John. Always good to talk to you. I, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, what's going on in the rolling hills of Oklahoma today? Tell me what's happening in the rolling hills. The rolling hills uh, are, uh, I have the uh, Senior Bowl football practice on my television on moot. <laughs> so uh, I have a very exciting afternoon of, uh, of Senior Bowl practice. Just so I don't miss anything. <laughs> just in case, right? <laughs> yeah, you never know when your 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 wisdom is called upon for to help some some poor soul. So uh, I'm I'm footballing it today. I'll get all the football chance I can while I'm still around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I was I was just saying on the air. It was last week's shows we were talking about Kyler Murray, and I was just trying to tell millennials how special it was to see a two-sport athlete, to be able to have Bo Jackson as a Chicago White Sox in this town, in this city, also playing for the Oakland Raiders, Deion Sanders, how great that was. I know you remember that time as well. It was just so unique. I don't know if we'll ever see it again. I'd love to see Kyler Murray in that spot. That would just that would just do wonders for social media and just sports in general if he could ever pull it off, but I don't think he will. I uh, I have my doubts that he'll pull it off, but you know he's he's an incredible athlete without question. Uh, so you never say never with that kid. Uh, I think the football route is the route to go uh, for him because <clears throat> he's a he's a very good quarterback with a real live arm, uh, and he he's in a year where there's not many quarterbacks in the draft. He's going to be in the first round. He's going to make a lot of money, and if you just do the math. I think we find out that the football is for his pick, his position is, is football where you want to go, not and not baseball. So uh, I think he's making the right move, and he's incredible. I mean, he really is incredible. His instincts are just uh, absolutely amazing. They're things that you can't teach. Lincoln Rowdy can't teach him. You know, the good Lord 
did the teaching on that deal. This kid is very, he's extraordinary as far as his reaction time, his awareness. Uh, but here's, we always come back to the same thing, just like I'm about to do right now. But he's 5'10". Uh, you know, uh, you told me last time we spoke, we were talking about your, your dad. And one of the things that your father told you was that, you know, that one of the easiest things you could do in life is is quit or just move yeah. on to something else. I am amazed, JR, of how many kids are transferring out. I think we're going to break a record here in the offseason for college football um, players going to another program. I mean, listen, you have the right. I'm not saying they don't have the right, but I'm just amazed that – no one, these kids don't want to stay at their program for at least the maximum three years. There's a ton of those. I don't know if you've seen that across your timeline, but I certainly have. Yeah, it's a, it's a very unique uh, uh, trend, so the least. Uh, and I can understand it in some cases. I mean, like for my team, for the Sooners, you know, getting Jalen Hurts at quarterback is a, is a godsend. You know, he's our third transfer quarterback behind Baker, Mayfield, and, uh, of course, Kyler. We're talking about Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a really uh, we're right place, right time. Uh, he knows he'll be coached well. He'll know he'll get a, get a good look at the NFL. And he's going to be surrounded by great – one thing he does have here, he is great wide receivers and skill position people. So uh, it'll be really a fun year, but it's, a, it's an amazing story to follow because it really is too sensational to write. It's, it's, right. it's, it's wrought with too much uh, fiction. Uh, it, it can't be true, but maybe it can. Jim Ross with us here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Don't forget, he's going to be at the Milwaukee Admirals hockey game on January 26th at 1 o'clock at the Panther Arena. Tickets uh, right there at the box office. It's a salute to wrestling night. Gail Kim, Jeff Jarrett, Al Snow will be there along with JR. Jim, how similar is today's wrestling uh, landscape to the territory era because there's so much tons as you talk about on the Ross Report so much so much t- uh, televised wrestling that's available here for us in 2019 how similar are the are the two from back of the day to where we are now well fundamentally from bell to bell there shouldn't be that much drastic change as far as being sound fundamentally sound uh, safe uh, smart because, you know, everybody realizes very early on that, you know, if you're hurt, back in the old days, in the territory days, if you were hurt, you didn't make any money. And I'm not advocating that's a great system. It's not. It's a horrible system. But that's how it was. You didn't work. You didn't get paid. But but pro wrestling wasn't the only entity that that uh, sort of uh, procedure applied to. There were others out there as well. But we had our share. Uh but it's a different world, uh, Jonathan, than it was uh, back in the day. You know, I was, I was in my 20s in 74 when I got in the business, and it was a fantasy to, to be in it. And, and I was just amazed. I'd never been around, a, never driven a Cadillac, and my boss was blind. So the first Cadillac I ever sat in, I was a driver. You know, and uh, it's just a, a whole culture of uh, a caretaking a blind man. It was a major alpha male, but he lost some of that 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 uh, bravado after losing his sight. It was just a, and I'm a young kid off the farm in eastern Oklahoma, so hell, I don't know anything about this, the worldliness of all these things. Mm-hmm. So it was just a unique time for me. But it's, I I, 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 I see it 
a little bit easier now uh, for these young guys because they, you're, they're getting able to get to a, an upper level quicker uh, and and without the years and years and years of wear and tear on their body for most of them. So I think they're, as far as the talent's concerned, Jonathan, this has probably not been a better time to be in the wrestling business as far as if you're, if you're keeping score, what meaning you're keeping track of your uh, bank account. Don't forget to check out the Ross Report for Jim Ross. Wherever you download your podcast, look for the, the Jim Ross Report. That's a, a podcast I listen to every week, and he joins me, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Speaking of that, with All Elite Wrestling, Jim, would um, you know I'm, I'm missing you on Friday nights. I know that you probably don't want to hear that, but I am because the reason why I got connected to New Japan Pro Wrestling is because you and Josh did such a great job every Friday night that was destination programming. I know it's still on, but I just miss hearing your voice there. Uh, is is there a possibility for you to provide commentary for this All Elite Wrestling, if asked? Well, you know, there's a lot of movable parts that have to really be addressed. And, you know, it's, you know I, I'm not going to, at this stage of my I finally refer to my life as uh, Jr.'s back nine. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't think that far ahead. Uh, I got a, I've got an obligation to WWE, who I've been with uh, by and large since 1993, uh, that that uh, takes me through the end of March of this year. So I got a few more weeks on that contract, uh, and. Within now and the end of March, obviously, uh, I'll have to make some decisions. Uh, but that's going to be based on what offers are out there and and the dialogue and all these things. So, uh, but I, I look, I'm a fan, and I'm always going to be a fan, uh, I'm happy to say. Uh, and I enjoy nothing more in my life that I can talk about on the radio than uh, – uh, doing play-by-play on pro wrestling matches. I think that's what I was put here to do. I enjoy it more than anything. It's 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 a great challenge for me. I still I still get excited to do it. I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do it. So any opportunities I get to do it, I want to do it. It's just a matter of where those opportunities come from and and uh, and, and how they take shape. So we got a lot of nice to sleep before we have to make that decision. But it'll be. Uh, the nice thing about it is I got options, and I, we have there's a lot of options right now for us wrestling people, mm-hmm. even us old guys. <laughs> I, I um, and here's the thing about talking to you over the years, Jim. I don't I don't consider you a wrestling guy. I know some out there that are in the process of hiring that's behind the desk do, but I just I consider you a colleague as a broadcaster. Um, and, and here's here's why. I, I saw something that you put on Twitter a few weeks ago. It was an inter- interview that Dan Patrick did with Al Michaels about television play-by-play. And I thought it was a salient point because Al, who's been doing it for so many years and had so many different calls, you know, he talks about how because television tells the picture, you don't have to say – you have to, you don't have to talk every second and, and plug everything. Sometimes you just have to look at what's in front of you. So I just thought that that was a, a, a great video that you posted. I never talked to you about sports announcers that you enjoyed listen, listening to coming up in the business. Did you ever have someone in particular that you enjoyed radio or TV-wise in sports? Uh, yeah, heck yeah. Uh, I was a big uh, – s- several guys influenced me. 
including um, uh, Jack Brickhouse, mm-hmm. who I got old stuff from WGN uh, back in the day uh, and listening to wrestling. Uh, uh, so Jack was a Jack didn't change from doing the Chicago Bears or Dick the Bruiser. If still, you still knew who it was. Cadence was pretty much the same. He had a he had a rhythm. He sang the music, and so uh, Ray Scott was a guy that I always thought was great. Less was more. He also had Bell's palsy, which I kind of identified with later on in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Chris Shankle. Keith Jackson was, was you know because of Southern accent, uh, being from Georgia, uh, I could kind of identify with that a little bit. Uh, and uh, he was one of my big heroes, without a doubt. You know, so the guys today, there's a lot of good ones today. You know, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, oh God, uh, Brad Nestor is great. Yes. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, the kid that does, uh, Color on Fox, uh, uh, the quarterback and caller, Joel Klatt. Mm-hmm. I think Joel Klatt's really, really good too. And, uh, and we saw, uh, how good young Tony Romo is going to be by him diagnosing uh, uh, formations and having the game scouted. He showed everybody that it's in broadcast that he prepared for that game like he was going to play in it. And you don't get broadcasters to do that. Some do, obviously. Yeah, Hello, I know. But, you know. Well, I, I know one thing, Jim. <laughs> if you're doing commentary, your color analyst would be able to know the move that's coming before it came. I don't think he'd last very long with you. I don't think you like that no. very much in wrestling. <laughs> I'd rather not, rather not go that direction. Exactly. Because <laughs> I mean, listen, he he's about he was about twenty seven for thirty or so. I think twenty eight for thirty on calls. The last the, the last thirty calls that game, he knew it was coming. Twenty eight out of the thirty times. That's pretty. That's pretty damn good. Well, this like again, it, it, this goes to show you that he did an abnormal amount of uh, tape study. And he he had, he knew the the tendencies well enough that he could pretty well diagnose what he saw and what and, and what he meant and what he what he saw what did what did it mean and so he he deciphered what it all meant so then he was able to communicate that on television and you know that's a great thing if you can get them right because uh, we're not going as an audience and as the critics and the social media as it is we're not going to let the poor bastard forget if he's wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you, you can't toot your horn too loud, uh, and uh, something so uh, uh, unsheltered, shall we say? Yeah. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jim Ross with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Don't forget, Jim will be at the Milwaukee Admirals game January 26th at one o'clock. It is a salute to Wrestling Night. Gail Kim will be there. Jeff Jarrett, Al Snow. Uh, speaking of Gail Kim, one of the one of my favorites especially when it comes yeah. to women's wrestling, that women's revolution, Jim, I tell you, whether it's the WWE or Impact Wrestling or when you talked to David McClain last week from WOW, um, it is it has really been a phenomenon here. What what are the women doing that the men aren't in today's profession? Well, they seem to be more organic and more natural. Uh, they are seemingly uh, comfortable being themselves by and large which doesn't make you have to, where you don't think that you're being worked. Uh, you're, you see some genuality. Uh, and so 
I think there's a big issue there that they connect with the audience more organically, by and large. Not everybody to the man and woman, but in general, that's kind of where you are with that deal. And you know, Gail Kim is. You mentioned Gail. She's Gail Kim is really one of the most underrated uh, Hall of Fame level talents that the, that there there has been in this business, and she's just amazing, and still is amazing uh, when she wants to uh, get to do, to do the her the wrestling part of it. Great mind. Al Snow's got a school down in, in his OVW down in Louisville. Uh, and, of course, Jeff Jarrett's a Hall of Famer and third-generation uh, guy. So interesting cast for the fans to meet this Saturday afternoon. So it should be a lot of fun. But I, I, the women's thing is just I can't tell you I saw it coming. I can't tell you I, I had it nailed all along. Uh, I, I can't do that. Because the women's, uh, the evolution of women's wrestling and where it is right now is uh, beyond anything I could have ever dreamed it would be. And it's because the women, the female athletes, are, uh, are have great looks, athletic ability, skill set. Uh, they're more athletic. They're in better shape. They look better. And, and the, the pressure's on them because they can't be a – they've got to be a great athlete or they look like fools now with the competition as it is. You've got to be a great athlete, and you've got to be an outstanding worker in the ring. Sadly for these women, you can't be uh, the uh, the ugliest duckling in the pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But that still, that still counts for something. I'm not saying it should. I'm not going down that road of what I believe mm-hmm. and what I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I know that the women have an extra challenge on them and part of that is aging their, their overall look so uh you know i i uh i'm it's great for the wrestling business it gives it gives more people opportunities to work and jobs and why shouldn't some little girl sitting home watching wrestling have this be able to live the same dream her little brother would i don't yeah. I, I don't i just i don't see any difference than that that'd be like saying well it's good for the white kids, not good for the black kids. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't say that either. That too is stupid. So you, you it's, it's a, I guess it's just creates opportunity. And I love the fact that people, uh, you know, especially Martin Luther King's birthday on Monday, getting opportunity. And uh, at the end of the day, that's all we can all ask for really is opportunity. Absolutely. Watching, uh, watching Raw from Oklahoma City, Jim, I can't help but to to compare what it was like for you in Mid South or or in the UWF and those hot crowds in that state versus what we see now. It's just a, it's just night and day. I, I see guys working their ass off and working hard and just not getting the appeal because the match is cold or it, they're not over or whatever the reason is. And then I think about I just I just I could just go to YouTube or go to the WWE Network and just watch, you know. Uh, Gordy and Doc, or or Gordy against One Man Gang for the UWF title. It, it's just, it's a. I know it's a different time, but boy, you talk about investment in that state. I I would imagine that some of the best matches, the best cards in Oklahoma was from that time versus now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, you had a you had a strong leader in Cowboy. Uh, Watch was a was a was a good uh, head coach, hands on. Uh, and you had a a talent base that 
knew that physicality and intensity was demanded of them. It wasn't an option. Well, work, it's not like you've got this, you got this info. Well, work a little snug if you want to. There was never, <laughs> if you want to, a, a opportunity in this, in this dialogue. Mm-hmm. You, that's what you got to do. That's the style here. So it really was, Mid-South really was part of the strong style before the strong style. As we know it today, it's more than a T-shirt. The, the New Japan, the strong style stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it was just a different time, man. And our audience was very, audiences are very uninhibited. Uh, the talents exhibited what they wanted the audience to feel, and that was intensity. And, uh, you know, they weren't finesse, finesse guys. Uh, you saw contact made. You could hear contact being made. Uh, it was just a, just terrific. And so, and you could, and there was a, a hell of a level of competitiveness in the uh, in the ring as well. Even though it was a performance art, so to speak, art may be a loose word there. I don't know, but I think uh, the there still was intensity. You you do want to be out hoss by your buddy. You know when Jim Duggan had a match with Doctor Destiny Williams, even though they were best friends. They beat the hell out of each other because they could, and they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like two brothers, you know, getting called down by their mom for tearing up the furniture. We can't keep buying furniture. You guys are putting us out on the street with all this fighting type deal. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they love the intensity and the competition. That's where Watch's philosophy of recruiting came back to play. What's affected my recruiting a lot is, when you can find guys that are from a competitive background, they generally fit well into your locker room uh, competitive atmosphere. You want a guy that's a competitor. You want a guy that's, that's, that wants to compete. And it's not about winning and losing. It's about how well you perform and what kind of story did you tell. Mm-hmm. And did you take me out of my moment? Did you did you bring me into? Did you did you suck me in this this proposition this presentation? How good are you at your craft? It's not about, well, I had to put him over. So then you don't have a clue about the wrestling business. This ain't about you winning or losing. It's about execution and the performance side of it. So so I'd say the guys today got a little bit easier. Jonathan, they got better facilities. They got better travel arrangements. Uh, they're making more money, which is still the bottom line. When these cats said they love the wrestling business so much, it's all they've ever wanted to do. I dreamed about since I was a little kid. OJR is the voice of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're not willing to do the work, then all that lip service means nothing. Right. It's, it's a. It's, there's a lot to this thing, and I, but I, I believe that guys have got it good now, and and, and not as not that it's easy. Hell, it's still the hardest damn thing to break through, and. And they and they become a star in, and the audience now is so intelligent. You know, you know your audience is very intelligent, right? And you're and you present them information that would lend to that, because you know your audience. So, bottom line is is that wrestling fans share more information, and they can't be fooled with with the weak, the weak information, the weak background, the weak story, the weak excuse. There's the fans are, got, are they defiant. They're not going to go for the weak. So it's a, 
But, but there's never been a better time, man, to be in the business or be a fan of it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no question about that. I am looking forward to your, your second book uh, because the first one – it was, it was so much fun for me as a fan of yours, as a broadcaster. So um, could you tell me how similar is the second book to the first one, and when will, when will it uh, be released? It will, uh, it, will be a, it will be a scathing, we hope, uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, around uh, Halloween. That's a real, that's a real firm goal, uh, or a challenging goal. So this year around Halloween so that we have it in the bookstores and available online, et cetera, for the holidays. It is, it picks up uh, where the other book stops. After uh, Austin and uh, Rock had their first WrestleMania main event, uh, and I came, I come back to work that one match, very unsure of my future uh, on the air for working for Vince. Uh, and how that all played out and how I got back to getting on the air, even though I was not 100% healthy. Uh, I was kind of damn rocking the hard spot. I, I couldn't, I, I was in, I was so uh, missing it so badly, it was, it was not good for me health-wise. I wasn't handling it well. So uh, we picked that story up and take it till, obviously, uh, the end would be near uh, where I lost my wife in the car accident uh, in uh, March of 17. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, you know, I got to talk about the Monday night wars and the XFL and it should be a hell of a book. I mean, we, we're really, we think it's going to be, it's very, uh, deep in some areas. There's some, there's a lot of fun in it too, a lot of laughs, but it's got more poignancy, I think, because of the subject matter of, uh, that we're addressing. And, you know, uh, Losing so many friends, and and of course, then losing my best friend, my wife, uh, and how that affected me, and then then my career, where my career has gone since then, and maybe by the time this book comes out, you know, I, I, well, one thing's for sure, I'll I'll damn sure know uh, what where, where I'm going to be by the time this book comes out. I promise you. So it'll have some new material in it, and and all those how I got to where I got it, the decisions I made, and. And why I did this or why I didn't do that are going to be outlined. And it's only the guy that lives it can tell it. That's right. And you could be able to get that on Amazon.com, like the first book. That's where I got mine from Amazon.com. And uh, that's going to be an interesting journey because I really love that first book. So I'm looking forward to the second one for sure. That's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be fun for those of you in the Chicagoland area because you know, Jim, you know, Milwaukee. I mean, it's really a suburb of Chicago. It's right there. It's, uh, I mean, it's just a, just a, you know, it's just an offshoot right up from Chicago. That's why I'm having you on because Milwaukee's just, you know, it's, it's nice to come by, get your cheese, you know, get your, you know, get your meats. It's a nice little town. The Milwaukee Admirals game will take place on January 26th at 1 o'clock at the Panther Arena. Jim will be there, part of the Salute to Wrestling Night. Gail Kim, Jeff Jarrett, Al Snow, and good old JR Jim Ross will be there as well. So, Jim, I'm, uh, I know you're going to have fun in Milwaukee. Get, get you some, some cheese and some meat while you're there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bulk up on the cheese. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, put, I'll put it in my carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> as long as that Limburger, I think you'll, you'll be all right. There you go. <laughs> As always, I appreciate your time in Chicago, Jim. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You bet, Jonathan. I appreciate you, buddy. Keep up the good work, pal. 
thank you. It is Jim Ross, the WWE Hall of Famer. Don't forget the Ross Report. You can uh, download that into your device, a podcast I listen to every single week. Check out that David McLean review. That was very interesting. I didn't didn't know he was still around, but uh, he's part of WOW, and Jim got a chance to talk to him. Good to hear his voice after so many years. That's all part of the Ross Report. As you are listening to Jonathan Hood on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, this is ESPN 1000. You're listening to my mans and them. Just some men that's on the mic, and when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic. Right? Jay Hood. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.